they're back. LeBron James looks stupid again. And what could complete the last year and a half better than a swarm and crap falling from the sky? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, it's Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I swear to God, oh, what a week. These stupid-ass politicians just cannot help themselves. Okay, here. so let's go with the story. Way back, the government used something called earmarks. What these were is they were pet projects that were actually stuck to a bigger bill. And those pet projects were basically used to buy a vote from a particular politician who wanted one of his pet projects actually done for his constituents. Now, some earmarks were good. Most were bad. Uh, but a lot of what ended up happening was the cost of these bills just ended up going up and up. It was one of the reasons why the term the swamp came out when they started talking about government, because you, there was a lot of crap going out there. Like, you know, you, if you've ever been a swamp, there are like alligators and snakes and crap like that that you just never see. Well, that's pretty much what earmarks were when it came to bills that the governments were running. Um, and it was it was pretty crappy. It was actually these politicians were actually going out and uh, uh, committing blackmail, saying, "I will vote for this bill, but you got to add this three hundred million dollars for my pet project, whatever it happens to be, a new museum, a park, something like that." Well, a couple of things happened that made it so that the government would get rid of earmarks. Uh, the first thing was the internet. Uh, people began to learn to, uh, learn about the internet, and then they actually began to look these bills up and see what was going into those bills. Now, I know that's what I do. I actually look at a bill and figure out, okay, what exactly are you guys spending? Uh, next is you started getting non-legacy newscasts. At the time, you would say Fox News would be an example. Drudge Report would be an example. Drudge Report has actually gone kind of leftist. Uh, now, but today you've got Daily Wire and The Blaze, examples like that. You also have uh, the alternative news, on uh, which are internet news, on the left, like Vox News would be an example. I mean, there are a bunch of, uh, most, most of them, Slate would be an example. Most magazines, most of those uh, news, alternative news sources are leftists in, in nature. But these guys started telling people exactly what was in the bill. And Fox News was considered a, 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 an alternative news cast at one time. They used to tell us things that no one ever did. They're, they're kind of getting a little rickety on that now. And finally, corruption. There were two ex-lawmakers that actually faced jail time uh, during an investigation to earmarks. One was Representative uh, Chaka Fatah who is a Democrat from Pennsylvania, he actually used those to launder taxpayer money through his nonprofit. So his nonprofit would make money and therefore he would make money. And then just to make sure that you know that corruption through earmarks is not a just a Democratic thing, Representative uh, Duke Cunningham from California, a Republican from Cal California, accepted $2.4 million in bribes for earmarks from a lobbyist and uh, he actually even lived on a yacht that was owned by a defense contractor 
So they got rid of those things in 2011 because they wanted to make things look a little bit cleaner. And they didn't want to hide things. Because a lot of these bills, they would come up. uh, For example, the federal budget would come up. And they'd say the federal budget is going to be worth about $1.5 trillion. And then suddenly it would be worth $2.something trillion because of all the earmarks around it. And people got sick and tired of just make politicians look dirtier, look less dirty than they actually were. And they're still pretty dirty. Well, guess what? They're back. They're back. And they're back with a vengeance. I know this seems like it probably is the worst time to spend money. You know, we're trying to recover from a self-induced depression. But uh, apparently... We, let's just bring back the earmarks and start spending more and more and more money. So Congress is trying to set up the federal budget this month. This is outside the six over $6 trillion that Joe Biden is throwing out there for uh, Congress and the Senate to actually figure out. So they are. this is going to be above that. Typically, the federal budget, and that's to keep the federal government open, mind you, is around $4 trillion. So you could see that, okay, well, we're already looking at spending, we already spent $2 trillion this year. We're looking at spending another $4 trillion to keep the government open. Maybe we want to kind of slice some of that stuff up before we start looking at the additional $4.something trillion that Joe Biden is throwing out. That's $10 trillion. Now, when Biden took over, our entire deficit was $22 trillion. We are now approaching over 30. And we haven't even we haven't even gotten to some of these bills yet. All right, but there are earmarks. There they are. Oh my God. And some of them are absolutely insane. Now, this was a bipartisan issue. Earmarks are bipartisan. Of the 435 members of Congress, 326 members of the House actually put in earmark requests. Now, that doesn't mean all of them are going to get accepted. Uh, Of that, 220 of those were Democrats and 106 were Republicans. So this is not just a Democrat thing. Republicans are doing this crap too. But listen to some of the crap they want. $1.75 million to spruce up the Japanese garden in Portland. $436,100 for mediation and restorative yoga program in New Jersey. $250,000 to expand Michelle Obama's library in California. Uh, $3.75 million to restore the Wakagan Carnegie Museum. Museum. $2 $2 million for funding a new art collection at the Brooklyn Museum of Art in New York. $2 million for a pickleball and fitness circuit in Orange County. Wow. Can you? Yeah, I can't think of anything more important than that one. $1.5 million to provide free Wi-Fi in a California city. And $250,000 in that same city for a performing arts center that according to Val Demings, who's a Democrat from Florida, should be more than a beautifully designed building. Uh, I guess so. Well, then you should ask for two hundred and fifty for uh, $1.75 million for it. There are dozens of projects that list diversity and equity among those goals. And a lot of people are already going to sit back and say, no, we're not doing that. 
Uh, these include 742,000 for a New York program that would feature, quote, conversations around difficult is issues such as racism, gender discrimination, and cultural bias, end quote. You know something? Here's something wild and crazy. Why don't you just go to some slam poetry cafe and then have a discussion? Why do you need $742,000 for this? They want to develop, they want $166,000 for Lincoln University to develop their own equity program. See, I don't believe in any of this uh, CRT, critical race theory, equity crap. The last thing I want is a few million dollars of my tax money going into um, garbage like that. But it just keeps going. There are also millions of dollars collectively earmarked for public arts program, climate change initiatives, and for Planned Parenthood. In all, this is going to add over $6 billion to the already inflated $1.2 trillion budget. Absolutely incredible. Our politicians, I personally think our politicians, they just need to go away. They really do. We, we just need, I think we need a constitutional convention again and start limiting some of the things that, that our government can do. Start limiting. You, you remember income tax was actually meant to be a, it was a temporary thing. It wasn't meant to be something that we do, they do year in, year out, and it never ends. Well, not only do these idiots not understand that, they're just asking for more and more and more and more and more and more. And they're killing our economy because of it. And now when we've got earmarks back, we're looking at more corruption. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. If I were a Republican, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't pass one bill. I would shut the government down before I would approve one earmark in this bill. I mean, I'm sorry, our museums don't need money. We don't need a, do you even know what pickleball is? We do, it's a form of paddle boarding, paddle ball, something like that. We don't need pickleball. $700,000 for $250,000 for picketball. Two million, I'm sorry. Two million dollars for a pickleball and fitness circuit in Orange County. We don't need that. You know what? Go outside, take off your mask, and go for a run. Oh, Lord. So here we come. Our, our government is just getting worse and worse and worse. It's just absolutely, absolutely amazes me that these guys, they eliminate something 10 years ago and then they just kind of think they're going to sneak it back in. Thank God for alternative news. Thank God that people actually look this crap up on the internet because now we can actually talk about it a little bit more and see just how corrupt our, our government is becoming. So remember a while back, I believe it was... Uh, Laura Ingram, basically, what's his name? LeBron James was talking crap about something. And Laura Ingram basically said, shut up and dribble. And she basically meant is, LeBron, your job is basketball. You know nothing about politics and you're an idiot. And let's face it, he knows nothing about politics. He only listens to what he wants to hear. And this is a guy with a high school education. We're not talking, this is you know, Henry David Thoreau over here. He's just, he's some guy with a high school education who happens to be six foot nine, weigh 260 pounds and can dunk and dribble good and shoot the ball good. That's all he, he's not even that great a basketball player. I still think Kobe is better than LeBron. And statistically, I think he'll be better than LeBron. He's definitely going to win more championships than LeBron. 
So, you know, whatever. But LeBron James has faced a lot of criticism. And it just keeps going. And he just... Oh, Lord. Anyway, so what What are some of the things that LeBron do? He supports, B, he supports BLM. And he does not care about the suppression... <coughs> excuse me. Of, of Hong Kong by China. He doesn't care. It's BLM. Cops are killing all black people in the United States, which is an overt lie. Very naive thing to think. And it doesn't matter that Hong Kong is being suppressed by a true tyrannical government, but our government is bad. He sports kneeling for the national anthem. He keeps bitching that he's oppressed because he's black. He's worth a billion dollars, and I am not exaggerating. He is worth a billion dollars, but he's oppressed. Okay. He started doxing and threatening uh, the police officer who shot Mikhail, Mikhail Bryant. That's that 15-year-old that girl who was trying to stab a 16-year-old girl who was also black in front of a police officer, and the officer shot her four times. The Lakers suck. That's not helping at all. They may not even make the playoffs. And um, he's out. He's not even playing anymore. So he he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season until the playoffs. He's getting old. You know, it's time for LeBron to retire. Now, I'm not saying he's never done anything good for the community. I think he has, especially in Los Angeles and in Cleveland. I really do respect what he's done. But when he starts talking this stupid crap, I mean, you just want to sit there and say, guy, come on. So, he took a lot of crap for the doxing uh, on Twitter, where he showed a picture of the cop and then said, you're next. Basically, he was threatening him and showing his picture. He got a lot of garbage for that, and he ended up pulling the tweet. And he ended up quiet and quietly saying, you know, in another couple of tweets, well, I'm just so tired of all this injustice in the world, blah, 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 blah. Well, he decided to double down on the Makia Bryant uh, story. So he sent out this tweet, quote, I fueled the wrong, I fueled the wrong conversation on Makia uh, Bryant, and I owe it to her and this movement to change it. Thank you at Fabiola Asinas, She's the gal that actually wrote wrote the article he's referencing for educating us about Makia and her story and why it needs to be talked about her. Now, here's the thing. A couple of things with this. I already told you, if you're going to write an article, you better make sure that that article is actually factual. And if you're going to kind of twist the truth, wait until the end of the article to do it. This gal, uh, Fabiola Sinius, I think her name is. Yeah, she lied in the first two paragraphs. Right off the point, I never got through the introduction. Matter of fact, as I read some of this to you, I'm not going to get through the introduction here either. I'm going to finish it uh, two paragraphs before. And this was a long article. This 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 article may have been five 6,000 words. It was a very long article. You also never want to build your political argument based on a lie. That's what LeBron James is doing. He's making a political argument about why this movement, the BLM movement, needs to exist. The problem is 
the proof that it needs to exist is coming from just nothing but lies, nothing but untruths. And we don't need to it, it, we don't need to have this from the cop versus the victim or versus the shooting victim. In this case, the criminal, because Mikhail Bryant was a criminal. She was going to stab somebody. And this cop, who was white, actually saved the life of another black girl. And I know, I keep hearing, oh, she was an adult. She was no adult. She was like 16, 17. So a lot of this stuff is just all based on lies. I also had mentioned a while back that this whole thing with Mikia Bryant was going to come, it was going to hit us hard, and then it was going to disappear. And the reason I believed it was going to disappear was because it was so obviously a justified shooting. I mean, Makia Bryant's, I think it was her father, they said it was, was kicking one of the girls in the head. This was not a good situation any way around. All right? Any way around, this was not a good situation. But that story did disappear. They still mention her. But no one talks about anything surrounding the the actual uh, incident of that day. As a matter of fact, this article doesn't show all it needs to show is the video. The article, 5,000 words. You have to scroll about 18 times to get to the end of the article. Never shows the video because you know why? Because the video basically completely invalidates her argument. So let, let's read some of this. So this is called Why Are They Are Not Saying Makia Bryant's Name? They're not saying B- Makia Bryant's name because she's a criminal and she was trying to kill another black girl. Okay, so let's read it. Here we go. Quote, after watching 15 seconds of police body camera footage last week, viewers of various races and political affiliations had made a decision. 16-year-old Makia Bryant was the aggressor, quote, the aggressor, end quote, dash, the quote fat end quote quote huge end quote quote knife wielding attacker end quote and quote maniac end quote who deserved to be fatally shot by the police on April twentieth in Columbus Ohio okay few things here people didn't make the decision that she was guilty or the aggressor and she was not uh, you can't you can't sit there and put aggressor in quotes she was the aggressor she attacked two girls. It was on video. And that video was about 15 seconds. She's right. That's how long of time that cop had to stop Makia Bryant from killing that other girl. From stabbing her. That's how long he had. Maybe if she showed the video, that would be a good thing. I'll give you a step further. Another reason they want to play the video is Makia Bryant in the video said... Quote, I'm going to stab you, bitch, end quote. And it wasn't one video. It wasn't like it was just from the, uh, it was just from the body cam camera on the body cam on the police officer. There was another video of this incident taken across the street that basically confirmed the body cam video on the police officer. As a matter of fact, it showed how long this police officer had to actually deal to save this girl's life. That, that cop is a hero. Now, I have heard a lot about this case. I don't talk about it a lot because I just think it's it's kind of a waste of a case to talk about. But I have never heard Bryant called fat. I never call, heard called huge. I never heard her called a maniac. 
Do you know where all this stuff, I think the maniac thing was one that came from a valid news source, but all of this stuff that they were, she was talking about points to unchecked Twitter people and Instagram people. This wasn't from the news. This wasn't even from right-wing news or left-wing news. This wasn't in the news. As a matter of fact, the folks that made a big stink about her being a big girl was actually the leftist media. They said, remember that thing CNN and MSNBC? Makia Bryant was adultified because of her size? So it was them that were talking about her weight. It wasn't right-wing media or anyone else that was talking. It wasn't any media that was really talking about it. Um... The, the knife-wielding thing, I don't know. Yeah, you could call her knife-wielding attacker because guess what? She was attacking someone while wielding a knife. We have two videos showing it. We have a 911 call saying it was happening. We have the girl out there saying she was trying to stab me. Ugh. Okay, let's continue on. Quote, according to these viewers... Oh, by the way, the one thing, she had no choice, the cop had no choice to, but to be shot, and she said that kind of sarcastically. Uh, yeah, that cop had no choice. He had to shoot her. It was a good shoot. And he did have a choice. He could have let her stab that other girl to death. That was his choice. And she even commented, it was a 15-second video. Do you know why it was a 15-second video? It only took 15 seconds for that cop to react. It's crazy. Okay, according to these viewers, Nicholas Reardon, the police officer who immediately shot and killed Bryant, who was holding a knife, was justified. That she was a teenager in the middle of the altercation in which she was presumed to be defending herself did not matter. Okay, first off, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nick Reardon literally had 10 seconds to, to react. He got out of the car and they were not having an altercation she was going to stab this other girl. An altercation would be me calling Dave a jerk and Dave calling me an ass. That's an altercation. No, nobody's stabbing each other. That's not an altercation. This girl was attacking an un with a knife an un another unarmed girl, and this guy had ten seconds to figure it out. There was no de-escalation. I need I need to I need to point this out. So and you could tell the, the media was just pushing this as just an altercation. You know, they said it was only a knife fight. Actually, it wasn't a knife fight either. It was one girl going to stab another girl. Incredible. If the cop didn't shoot, if the cop didn't shoot her because he got froze, the cop would be undisciplined for not shooting and letting someone get killed or stabbed. Okay, continue. Reardon shot Bryant dead about 20 minutes before the judge announced the jury found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty of murdering George Floyd a killing that catalyzed worldwide protests against police violence. For a moment, those seeking justice for black life exhaled in relief, knowing that the officer who callously took Floyd's life would be imprisoned. This case had nothing to do with the... This case, the, the Bryant shooting, had nothing to do with, with Derek Chauvin. And, and you have to actually believe Derek Chauvin actually walked in and tried to kill this, this George Floyd. We've talked about this a lot it also has to assume that uh, George Floyd was an innocent that happened to be picked on by the police. Uh, I'm sorry, we talked about that a lot. None of that's true. So this is, again, I don't buy that narrative is what I'm basically saying. Okay, continue. 
But the cries for justice that applied to George Floyd did not ring out as loudly for Bryant. Even after it was discovered that Bryant was living in foster care, that she was in the middle of a fight with an older woman when police arrived, and that she was allegedly the one summoned, who summoned the police for help, people, some of the same people who called for justice in Floyd's case, used police talking points to justify the four bullets that Reardon unloaded into Bryant's chest. That was She was brandishing a knife, many pointed out, which meant the other black woman needed to be protected. That's the first truthful thing she said in this entire thing. The other woman needed to be protected. First off, Bryant living in foster care and being 16, year old is, being 16 years old is completely irrelevant here. The police officers had no idea about this. And to be honest with you, it's irrelevant to the story. Where it is relevant to the story is, where were this kid's parents? Why is this kid in foster care? This is what happens when kids are raised in broken homes. And by the way, her mother, Bryant's mother, had no problem jumping in front of the cameras an hour later. So it tells me that this kid comes from a broken home, which is probably one of the reasons she felt compelled to carry a knife and start stabbing people. The older woman, by the way, was a year older. <laughs> Maybe two years older. The older woman was 17. This is not a 40-year-old woman she was attacking. She was also a teen. This was a deception, which I consider, honestly, a lie. And what's the difference? And what difference do the ages make anyway? We talked about that. And Bryant did not call the police. The girl who was threatening to, who threatened to be stabbed, the girl who actually was going to be stabbed, she was the one who called the police. The girl who was attacked called the police because Bryant already had a gun. This is just a lie. Let's continue. Crisis response experts noted, however, and this is it because this is so stupid. I'm just done. And not to mention this idiot misspells de-escalation. Where are the editors for Vox? I mean, did any editor sit there and say, well, maybe we shouldn't print this story because there's a lot missing in here? You know, apparently not. So, the crisis response experts noted, however, that de-escalation tactics, de-escalation is misspelled, like commanding Bryant to drop the weapon physically, getting between the woman, or simply communicating with her, could have kept everyone alive. In many recorded encounters between the police and white people carrying weapons, by the way, it's not white people, it's all people. That's, that's crap, that's a lie. Actually, more white people are killed by police than black people. Actually, more Hispanic people are killed by police than black people, so this is a lie. For instance, officers didn't shoot first or even reach for their guns. That's because they gave up. Uh, they successfully managed to peacefully apprehend suspect. Now, first off, I love getting alternate scenarios from people who are not involved in this case and probably were never really involved in any kind of crime scene. Again, if, if this character, Cialis or whatever her name is, had decided just to put the video in the page, you could see the cop, she was already swinging the knife at the girl before the when the cop got out of his car. He did not have time. And by the way, why should the cop get in between a woman holding a knife and another woman? So the cop can get stabbed in the neck? I mean, what kind of idiocy is this whole thing? You've got the video. Look at the video. What you're saying makes no sense. 
But, you know, that's what it is. I'm done reading this. When an article is based on narratives and lies, and this article is really based on narratives and lies, it's hard to take it seriously. Especially when we actually have two videos showing the shooting, including with audio. I So, just incredible. LeBron James is just an idiot, and he should... You know what? He should just retire. Go sit in his you know, $50 million mansion playing video games and shut the F up. Either that or go and dribble and shut the F up. <sighs> okay, so now let's have some fun. Um, so uh, the Daily Wire reported that uh, one of nature's, quote, one of nature's mysteries, 15 states will soon witness, witness the reemergence of Brood X or the Great Eastern Brood of periodical cicadas. Okay, so what what is going to happen is apparently, and I'm going to ex- I'm going to let this guy explain. Cicadas are basically crickets, all right, and cr- these crickets basically hibernate for 17 years, and every 17 years or so uh, during the spring, the cicadas just rise up from the ground and they go all over the place and they start chirping, making a lot of noise. I think they eat a lot. They eat a lot of plants and stuff. Um, they're not dangerous to human beings. I mean, it's a cricket. If I see a cricket, I'm going to pick it up. It's a big cricket. It's not a little cricket. So there's this guy named Michael Rupp, from the univer- an entomologist from the University of Maryland. He's a, he's a bug guy. I-, I wanted to read what he said because he is so matter-of-fact about describing what actually happens here. It's almost funny. So this is what he says, quote, You've got a creature that spends 70 years in a COVID-like existence, isolated underground, sucking up plant sap, right? In the 17th year, of the, these teenagers are going to come out of the earth by the billions, if not trillions. They're going to try to best, at, to best everything on the planet that wants to eat them during this critical period of nighttime when they're just trying to grow up they're just trying to be adults, shed that skin, get their wings, go up into the tree trops, truck, treetops, and escape predators. So what happens is these guys end up, you know, they're babies, and they sit there for 17 years, and then they say, screw it, let's go out there and let's party, because that's what they are. They're 20-year-olds. Well, they're human being, 20-year-olds, so yeah. Okay, so he continues. Once in the treetops, hey, it's all going to be about romance. It's only the males that sing. It's going to... Can you imagine? This is what they're saying. Not going to be a lot asleep in the eastern seaboard. Because these little sons of guns make a lot of noise. It's going to be... It's going to be a big boy band up there as the males try to woo those females. Try to convince that special someone that she should be the mother of his nymphs. He's going to perform, sing songs. If she likes it, she's going to click her wings. They're going to have some wild sex in the treetop. Then she's going to move out to the little small branches, lay her eggs. Then it's all going to be over, and in a matter of weeks, they're going to tumble down. They're going to basically fertilize the plants from which they've spawned. What a life! You're sitting stuck inside the house for 17 years. You come up, you live a couple of weeks, you have babies... Boom, you're dead. And now you're nothing but tree fodder. Eh. Six weeks later, the tiny nymphs are going to tumble 80 feet from the treetops 
bounce twice, burrow down into the soil, and go back underground for another 17 years. So, basically, the eastern seaboard, Brood X is expected to appear in the following states. Delaware, Washington, D.C., Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, Ohio, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. So you can imagine nobody's going to be sleeping in those states if this turns out to be the trillions they're expecting it to be. And they are expecting they are expecting low trillions to show up. That's going to be awesome. Now, the good news is, if you go to dailywire.com, they, they actually talk about this. They'll actually send you to a website. Apparently, cicadas are mighty tasty, and there's a bunch of recipes for them. So, there you go. You got that. I, I would think dry them out and put on some ice cream. And, you know, with the thought that we now have a swarm, you know, the seven disasters are beginning to happen, uh, the rapture is probably coming, so we're going to have a swarm of cicadas, which probably isn't really what God did in the Old Testament, but something like it. Why not have something fall on top of us? Yep. And get guess what? If we thought that the plague that China released on us, now they're going to drop rockets on us. So apparently... Um, a Chinese rocket's going to smash into Earth this coming weekend. They say it's going to be, be between May 6th and May 8th. They really don't know when. They say it could be either of those days. Uh, they won't know where it's, when it's actually going to come into uh, our atmosphere or where it's going to land till a couple of uh, an hour or two before the thing actually hits the atmosphere. According to CNN, the large Chinese rocket that is out of control and set to re-enter Earth's atmosphere this weekend has brought about an alarming but not unprecedented situations. You know, you notice the CNN really wants this not to be a big deal because China effed this one up? Happens all the time. Guess where it does not happen all the time? United States rockets. Our rockets don't go out of control and start crashing into things. Sorry, it doesn't happen. It's so rare, it's not even funny. And most of the time, we still know where the rocket's going. Most of the time, when the rocket heads back to Earth... It burns itself out in the atmosphere. They do point that out. Uh, the problem with this bad boy is it was actually carrying supplies to the space station, International Space Station. And unfortunately, it weighs 2,200 ton uh, 22 tons, and it is just too big to burn in the atmosphere. So that's not going to work out. Uh, this thing is completely out of control. They don't know where it is. It's traveling at 18,000 miles an hour. Uh, they don't know when it's going to land. They're expecting it's going to go around the Earth about 30 more times. But eventually, it's going to just hit the atmosphere and it's going to come down. Most of it should burn out, but some of it won't. Uh, they do point out this has happened to this rocket that China is actually using. It happened to a rocket, I think it was called the MD-5. Uh, where is this here? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't see it, but um, oh, I'm going to look it over here. Let's see. Uh, let's see, the, I'm sorry, Long March 5B rocket is what it's called. Uh, this has happened before, but the rocket wasn't carrying a payload, so the thing, most of it, actually burned in the atmosphere. But parts of it did not. There were several rods 
uh, steel and iron rods that actually, I think steel rods, that disconnected and actually landed through, went through a house uh, in uh, the uh, in Asia someplace. Didn't kill anybody, but was really scary. Um, one of the things I want to point out, uh, this rocket that China is using, it might look familiar if you actually look at it. Yeah, it's American. It was American designed. China doesn't design all this. This is the problem with communists. China... China can't design anything. And looking at how many times their rockets actually crash and fall to the ocean, they don't build them real well either. But this shows you just how fantastic the United States is compared to China and how far advanced our technology is. Remember about four years ago, China landed a, a, a craft. They said they did. There's no evidence that they did this, but they landed a craft for the first time on the dark side of the moon. A lot of NASA said, I don't know, we don't really see it, and um, it seems kind of weird to try and land in a craft where you can't see the moon. So we're not so sure that actually happened. Meanwhile, we're sending, we're sending drones to Mars and flying around Mars on drones. We've gotten our first pictures of, uh, we've gotten the first pictures of a black hole. We've gotten the first actual color pictures of Pluto, Uranus. Uh, Uranus, Neptune. We've gotten pictures of the moons around Saturn and and Saturn and uh, uh, Jupiter. We, the United States is pretty awesome. China sucks. They can't even land anybody on the moon yet. And I'm sure if they did land in the moon, the rocket's going to be too heavy and it'll burn all their it'll burn all their astronauts up because the thing won't be able to be controlled and it'll just go right through the atmosphere. I love America. Okay, uh, you can uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I've got all the links there. I also released a brand new Dumbasses Talking Politics video short. Go to uh, YouTube and look it up at Dumbasses Talking Politics. I haven't started uploading to Rumble yet, but I will get to that right away. I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.